Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and of course one of the things we've been doing on the build-up to October this year, we started in May, we started working our way through some franchises that have got new entries coming out in October, and we wanted to make sure we'd review all the previous films in the series before we got to the new one. And one of those franchises, of course, was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I'm happy to say this is the final film, you know, before the new one, not counting that, but out of the existing films, the seven that already existed, this is the final one. This is Texas Chainsaw 3D from 2013. That's what we're going Feels to be talking good. about. Check another one off, uh, off the franchise checklist. Yeah. Getting uh, it right in right before October. This just leaves one more one more movie and one more franchise to do to tick off the all the boxes. <laughs> Unfortunately, that box is Saw 7, but we'll get to that in another Oof. episode. The next episode, in fact, because we're recording that right after this, mm-hmm. not to spoil the the recording schedule too much for you. And this is the seventh Texas Chainsaw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was six Chuckies, seven Texas Chainsaws, and seven Saws. Interesting that both Texas and uh, Saw um, both have seven entries and both have the seventh one in 3D. It, the only difference being that Texas had seven over the span of 40 years, whereas Saw <laughs> had seven over the span of seven years. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Pretty big difference. That's a good play, actually. And Saw 7 got to its seventh movie before Texas Chainsaw did, because that did that in 2010, and then Saw didn't do it until 2013. It's like, come on, Leatherface, you're letting the team down here. That stupid Saw franchise has gotten ahead of you. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll do a little bit of spoiler-free, I think. Is it, actually, no, we won't. I think it's... Is it worth okay. it? I don't know if it is in this case. I mean, the it's not the the most. Um, we'll we'll stay away from late plot details. Plot, like, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll give you we'll give you a spoiler warning a little bit um, before we go into major plot things. But yeah, we can probably do a little spoiler free. Just we're setting up the main sort of thing, and if we like or not. So what what is this movie? It's, it's Texas Chainsaw. Uh, I mean, it's just Texas Chainsaw. 3D. I mean, no, it was three D when it came out, but now if you buy it in two D, it's just Texas Chainsaw. Like so. Okay. Uh, so you can go either way on it, uh, but that's good because I, I think we mentioned this before. But the um, I forget which episode, but hmm. I think the only time you can get away with that 3D, you know, subtitle is if it's the third movie. Anything after that, you gotta drop it. Yeah, I mean, my my Blu-ray of this has is just Texas Chainsaw. It doesn't have the 3D. It's actually a surprisingly packed disc. I just I hadn't really put it in before. I don't think, and I was like, oh, there's like three commentary tracks in this. One of them has oh, a wow. Toby Hooper on it, which. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, that's weird. And then, like, I, th- I think like Gunnar Hansen's on one of them, and it's like, oh man, they got all the the old people back to. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I, so of course, Toby Hooper passed away uh, recently, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's it's kind of funny. Like, I can go back and hear what he thought of this new Texas Chainsaw movie <laughs> uh, yeah. before he passed away. This is odd, but yeah. So what what is this? Because this is a it's actually a very good question in this case because we've had the remake. We had the prequel to the remake, and it's like a few years <laughs> past, and I, I remember not really knowing about this, and, and then it came out, and I'm like, what is this? And it, it, this was like when I was in university, and people were like, oh, do you want to go and see this movie after? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't even know what this is. And I, I remember like seeing the the opening title sequence, and there's like scenes, like you know, it does like almost recap of the original movie, and I'm like, huh. Because I think going into it, I just assumed it was part of the remake yeah. timeline. And then I'm like, oh no, it's not. It's 
it's ignoring the remakes and it's a direct sequel to the original film. So that's what it is. It ignores all the other sequels. It is a direct sequel to the first film. Uh, so it's kind of doing the whole Halloween H2O thing where it's like, no, no, the rest of those sequels don't count. It's just straight on from the first one. That's where we're, we're, we're ticking off from. Uh, and the whole idea is, is that during the aftermath of the first movie, the sheriff and the townsfolk all show up at the house. The townsfolk burn it to the ground, kill most of the family members, but there is a little girl, a baby, who survives and is taken by one of the, the hillbillies. And this little girl grows up to be Alexandra Daddario. She, she then inherits this, this big house from someone in the family. She didn't even know she was adopted. And this leads back to uh, a Sawyer household, and of course Leatherface is kicking about, and that's where kind of the the, the plot goes. And um, there it is. Now I will say this before we even I even ask you if you like it, Tim. I do want to okay. point out one of the most blatant plot holes in the history of movie making, where okay. <laughs> this movie actually specifies that it's set late two thousand twelve. Okay. This baby was meant to be kidnapped in nineteen seventy three. She should be 40 years old, give or take. And Alexander Dario in this movie is like 26, 27. So, you know, I'm just pointing that out there. She should be middle-aged and she's not. So I'm just saying that. Um, And that that was... There's a few things in this one that I'm going to blatantly point out, but that that one's particularly, like, just out there. Anyway, so Tim, I'm going to ask the question. Do you enjoy, and we've, all, we've seen this before, of course, we've both seen this already, mm-hmm. uh, but do you enjoy Texas Chainsaw? Uh, you know, it's funny, because um, I'd watched this like a, a few years ago when it first came out, and I just had really bad memories of it. I remember it being awful and mm-hmm. maybe one of the worst in the franchise. And I think I like the this is going, Tim, continue. <laughs> and uh, going back and rewatching it, uh, I definitely wouldn't say it's like a good movie. Like, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it reaches the heights uh, of the franchise. But uh, it was actually a lot more fun than I remembered. Um, it, pretty stupid in parts, but uh, maybe also in watching the last one so recently, which we both agree was just incredibly boring and unfor- unforgettable and stupid. And this one was actually like, oh, maybe not the best, but at least I'm having fun with it. And, and uh, I was actually a little surprised. So I, I guess I would say um, I, it's not a great movie, but I did have fun with it. I kind of love this one. Interesting. Okay. And, <laughs> like you said, it's not a good movie. Yeah. It, it, it is, but you know the thing is, this is mm. a, a just a modern made but dumb eighty slasher movie. That's what this is. Okay. Yeah. And it's never boring. It doesn't have that stupid mm. grimy remake style from the last two oh. movies. It's it's never boring. The characters are all memorable. I mean, you may not remember their names and stuff, but like in this one, you're like, okay, that's the city mayor, and then there's the sheriff, and you remember who yeah. all these people are. Tell me. G- give me a description of one character from the beginning. Do, do it. I dare you. <laughs> I double dare you. You can. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they all... Don't get me wrong. The movie's stupid. It is stupid from start to finish. It is full of things that don't make sense. But you know what? This movie never pretends that it's anything more than a stupid slasher movie. And because sure. of that, and because it has some fun kills... Right, you know, yeah. some fun gore and some yeah. sort of unintentionally funny moments, along with some intentional ones. I don't know. I I, I went to see this in the theater, like I said, and I remember me and my friends laughing our heads off at certain parts <laughs> in a good way. Like we were having fun with the stupidity yeah. of it. 
Um, and watching it again for the first time proper since then, I'm like, my, my opinion's not changed. Especially that, especially watching it so close after those last two, I actually think I like it even more than I did the first time. Because I'm like, you know what? This knows what it is. It's not ashamed of it. And it's just doing silly things to be creative and have fun with it. And for those yeah. reasons... You know what? This is better than the remake. It's better than the prequel. It's better than the next generation. I probably like it more than three, and that's maybe where it sits in terms of how much I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with that uh, somewhat. I, I think you still like a little better than me, but um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely agree though. Like a hundred percent, I would take these over, you know, the two rebooted movies any day. Like, um, yeah, at, at least it is having fun with what it is. And um, I, th- I think you bring up a good point, like about watching with friends and laughing and stuff. Uh, I-, I think maybe the reason why I had some bad memories of it is I probably, I- well, I- actually, I know I watched it by myself uh, at the time, and you know it-, it was probably at a time where I hadn't seen a Texas Chainsaw in a long time, and maybe I had different expectations or something. But I-, I could easily see this as being a really fun, like popcorn movie you watch with your friends and make fun of and. Um, and even without that, just watching it by yourself, uh, there's you know plenty that, like you said, it's never boring. Like, you know, there's not like long you know exposition moments or anything. No. And and I will say this is finally um, Leatherface well, focused. Yeah, like yeah, this <laughs> like this is the first movie where it's not uh, oh the the bad guy is like you know this crazy family or whatever it's like and, oh no we're actually getting like a lot of leatherface in this. and they actually subvert some of the expectations because there's, there's a hitchhiker at one point oh, and yeah. it's kind of like oh you remember a hitchhiker from the original movie you know is this going a certain way and it doesn't go that way it kind of subverts your expectations um and yeah and we don't have the dinner scene that like almost all yeah. of them have had <laughs> up until this point and it's like thank you we didn't need that anymore um, and as well, as much as there's like some laughably stupid elements to where it goes in the last act and the ending, I actually kind of applaud it for doing something a little bit crazy. Not quite as crazy as the end of Next Generation, because <laughs> uh, that that took you just out of the movie and you're like, oh, this is just like this weird meta thing. Whereas this still kind of yeah. works in context of the world, um, yeah. and like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't have a blast with this movie. It is is stupid, dumb fun. But it's, you know, I, I would rank this with a lot of slasher movies that I like from the 80s that are just kind of stupid. Characters aren't deep, but they're memorable enough for what they are. And I, Yeah, like, at, at least they're, they're not, like, my favorite characters or anything. But like you said before, with the reboot of movies and stuff, that those characters that were just so lifeless, you didn't really care anything about them. Like, you know, it, it's not like I'm going to remember these characters' names and think they're so cool or whatever, but... As I'm watching them, at least I'm getting the sense that are like, oh, like these actually feel more like real characters, and I'm getting a sense of their personalities and stuff, and yeah. they're not especially boring not, me or yeah. especially the the non uh, like main group. Like, see, like all the town characters and stuff in this one, like the mayor, the uh, the sheriff, the, the the cop that goes to investigate the crime later on. Like all these guys in my head really stick out as having personalities. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I like. I, I, I kind of dig it. Like uh, it's kind of fun and goofy, and uh, like like I say, the kills are pretty cool as well, which is nice. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's never scary, but like it is actually. Interestingly, this is the only Texas Chainsaw movie, um, and I don't know about the new one, but certainly so far, this is the only one that's shot in um, like anamorphic, like the you know the wide. 
aspect ratio. Okay. Up until now, they've all been kind of 1.85 or thereabouts. Interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't have noticed that, but that's... Uh, okay, <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll, I'll put it in Tim terms. <laughs> you had black bars at the top and bottom of your widescreen display. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. Um, and it's actually... Oh, cool. And it's kind of funny because I, like, watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah, we've never had that before with Leatherface. And there's some stuff when he's, he's chasing uh, Daddario around like, the cemetery area. There's some actually really oh, yeah. kind of cool little creepy shots of, like... It's these, like, really wide shots. And it's like... Because there's a moment when someone else shouts over at him. Because, like, hey, who are you? What are you doing? And like, you just yeah. see Leatherface in the distance just sort of, like, like put his head up like that and then look over. And then he starts running yeah. towards them. It's just, it's just a nice little moment. <laughs> it's nicely framed. And... It works, so yeah. Oh. I I don't think anyone was expecting us to be so positive about this, but honestly, this is kind of my dumb slasher movie thing. Like, yeah. they don't make them like this that often these days, to be honest. No, oh. and uh, again, I think it really helps a lot. Uh, just coming off the last one, which was just really, really a lot worse <laughs> than I remembered. Yeah, no. um, yeah. But back I, to I, back with that last one, this one feels like it's like. <laughs> breath of fresh air like oh thank god this deserves even, an like, oscar starting it yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe it's a little cheap but even like starting it with scenes from the first movie like you know all the really like classic stuff and it, it got me a little excited like all right yeah I, like you know I, I wouldn't say it's as good as the first one but uh it put me in a good mood to be excited again i'm almost disappointed that we didn't get like a sequel to this one right well you know because they're going to this prequel thing again I like kind of kind of would have been down for a sequel to this, even though arguably the ending kind of is just a nice place to end it. We don't really need more. Not that we ever need more of a slasher series anyway. <laughs> like it's just if yeah. we want to, we can have some more kills basically. But yeah, um, but I, I think there would definitely be like sequel stuff that you could do with this that you know might have been interesting. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the diary too big now. She won't come back for a slasher. This was, this yeah. was the first thing I ever saw her in, so like, I didn't really know who she was. Mm-hmm. And then she was in True Detective the following year, and then she's obviously popped up in various movies and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'll give you the spoiler warning just now, because I think we're going to start talking about uh, plot and where things go and whatnot. Um, so, first of all, I want to talk about a couple of the, the best laugh-out-loud moments I've had in a slasher okay. movie in this. So, not too long into the movie, again, talking about how it keeps the pace up, it doesn't, uh, you know, linger too long or drag, we get to the point where Leatherface is out in the open and he's chasing people around and he's, you know, Daddario's found her, because Leatherface has dug up the the, the auntie or the gran who Mm -hmm. died and left the house to her, and... Leatherface chases her out the house, she chases her into the, the cemetery, and there's some okay stuff with her hiding behind the, the, the tombstone and then in the in the mm-hmm. uh, the coffin. There's some coffin. cheesy uh, 3D things where you can tell they're poking things at the camera. Uh, yeah, I feel like every time I forgot that this movie was supposed to be in 3D, something would try yeah. to fly at me. <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> Which honestly kind of makes me, because tr- it reminds me a lot of watching Friday the 13th Part 3, because that has a lot of that <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. And while the Blu-ray has the 3D version and the blue and the red, and like I've tried watching it like that, it honestly doesn't really work. Like, yeah. it should in theory, but it doesn't. Um, but it's whatever. Uh, it's, but you know, it amuses me all the same. It just adds to the kind of the goofy goofiness of it. Uh, so, so the other characters uh, are having sex in the barn, and they come mm-hmm. out and shout on him, and he, he runs over, and I laugh 
and I, I did it this time as well, but I definitely laughed a lot the first time I saw it, because they shut the barn door, and it's like one of those like wooden plank locks, where they just put the bar over the, the, the little, sort of, the beam over the thing, and I'm like, he's got a chainsaw, it's made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> his his tool the, the thing he is using right on his hands is literally designed for cutting through this material <laughs> what good is that going to do so yeah, yeah. Uh, which actually brings me to something else because so basically it's the Dario's boyfriend and her best friend that are cheating on her at this point right in the barn mm. and they set this up earlier on where she kind of like you know they, they flirt a little bit she grabs his, his crotch and then they're having this secret getaway and during this scene, the Dario drives into the barn and saves them, and they get in the car. And she never actually reacts to the fact that they're both <laughs> half naked or mentions it in any way. And then both of the characters like die, like within the yeah. next like few minutes, and it's never Pretty brought quickly. up. She never yeah. even like acknowledges that it was ever a thing. <laughs> to the point where no, they she... never even had to do it; they could have just not mentioned it. It would have been fine, but whatever. And she's too cool for that. She doesn't have time to uh, worry about that kind of crap. Now, um, I, I thought you were gearing up for, like, uh, maybe the the best worst line in the is, whole franchise. Uh, is this the, the cop following the blood trail? Is this the whole scene? Because this is the other big comedy scene for me, but... No, this is, uh, I mean, maybe it didn't bother you as much, but this line drove me crazy um, mm -hmm. when he's, uh, Leatherface is chasing them in the barn and um, the woman, uh, you know, uh, uh, Alex's friend, Nikki, um, uh, she also, has a I gun. How, I love how you said Alex. Her name's Heather, by the way, the Dario's character. Yeah, okay. Heather, <laughs> right. Nikki, you got it. Uh, but yeah, she takes a shotgun and points it at Leatherface and... She says, "Welcome to Texas." I forgive. She adds a bitch at the end of that. Um, Regardless, I see where you're going with it. <laughs> but it's like, it's like no, like he he is a Texas resident. He knows Texas. You know, like you can't act like you're. I can't, the... I can't believe you described just described Leatherface as a Texas resident. <laughs> I mean, that's his whole thing. It, it's not the uh, you know Oklahoma <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. It's not like his family moved know, from Florida. Just... It's just, it's just what a way to describe Leatherface. He's a Texas resident. <laughs> I I just want him to stop and be like, "Well, no, I'm from Texas. Like, I should be saying this to you." But I, it's I, I will say I think Leatherface's mask for the first half of the movie is a bit iffy. Okay, I I thought you were gonna say the the mask might be from someone that's not from Texas. Oh no. And that that was gonna be your reason. No, 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 no. no I, I just I I think the the mask he has for the first half. Uh, Kind of intentionally because he needs a new one, but it's just kind yeah. of like generic, and it looks like it's just a just a mess of things. Whereas when he makes a new one later on, and it looks more like Leatherface at that point. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess it's kind of intentional, but whatever. This looked a bit rough. It's probably um, if maybe he's been laying low for a while, um, he might have like some old weathered skin that you know is a lot more worn and dirty and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Uh, so, so after after the, the the so they get in the van and Leatherface like you know is chasing after them and I, you know I kind of liked all this like I was kind of enjoying the suspense because it wasn't shot in a stupid way that was trying to like mm -hmm. make it more tense for like bullshit like camera cuts and stuff it was just not it was shot like a movie no and I'm not saying the direction's amazing it's not like groundbreaking stuff or anything but it's nice and simple and it does the job and you know, the car ends up flipping because Leatherface thing is it and. 
that kills a guy, and, and then I think I love uh, if you I love looking at Leatherface in this scene because he kind of just watches the car go off and looks at it as it like flips over. Like yeah, even the camera stays back with him. Like, the camera just stays yeah. behind his shoulder, and it's just like he's but, watching it from a distance. But he, he has such like a good you know like still blank uh look about him where he's just like oh, no i don't have to chase after him i know what's about to happen like almost like he's counting off it on his head like three two one he's, he's confident um, he knows what he's doing he's a veteran at this now yeah so i would actually give props to the person who ever played leatherface in this movie i thought they did a pretty good job yeah yeah he did yeah. He, he emoted quite well actually throughout mm-hmm. the movie uh so he chases the dario and they actually end up at a fair and there's like a, you know, there's yeah. a Ferris wheel and there's like, you know, a little haunted house kind of thing. And this is cool because it's kind of, you think once you get in that big public space with tons yeah. of people around, you'd be pretty safe. Yeah. And but... no, he just keeps chasing. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. In fact, there's a lot, actually, I was cheering at this moment. There's a little dig at Saw. Did you notice this? Like the kid was dressed as so. like the pig character from Jigs- you know from uh, Saw. Oh, I miss that. And he had a little mini chainsaw. And he sort of waves it at Leatherface, and then Leatherface waves his at him, and he just runs off like a scared little shit. And I thought, that is a nice little meta commentary. Yeah, screw you, Saw. Screw your shitty franchise. But that uh, cracked me up. I have to go back and watch that. I think I must have missed it. Yeah, and she ends up running up to this Ferris wheel and grabbing onto it. Uh, and then that's when the, the deputy guy shows up. And Leatherface realises he's kind of outgunned here, so he actually, we get another 3D moment where he throws the chainsaw at the camera, <laughs> and it goes past him, but it's like spinning around. It's actually just a really cool little moment, because it's like, we've never just seen him throw the chainsaw at someone like this. Yeah, I think so. This is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Again, like, the idea is in this public space, we've never seen Leatherface in this kind of scenario. Um, like, it was, just, it was, I felt like, for as dumb as the movie is, and it is really dumb, it, was, it kept being playful. It's like, oh, let's do yeah. Leatherface like this. Let's do something with this, and let's do it with that. It, it felt like it kept trying to do different things. Because uh, she ends up back at the police station. She's all shaken up. And the mayor, you know, the mayor turns out to be the guy who led the, the people to, like, burn the family at the start of the, you know, in the flashback. And he's like, no, no, no. Uh, deputy, I'm taking command over the sheriff. The sheriff, like, thinks what they did was wrong back in the day, and he's, like, more level-headed. But he's like, nah, deputy who's on the scene at the van, he's like, oh, there's nobody here, but there's a lot of blood. And he's like... He goes up to the gate and they're, they're watching on the phone. He's you know he's doing like a FaceTime or whatever on the phone. Oh, yeah. And the sheriff's like, no, don't go in. Wait for backup. Uh, you know he's like six foot five and he's got a chainsaw. He's like, yeah, it doesn't make him bulletproof. And he's you know, he's all macho. He's kind of like, oh yeah. And then like you know, and the uh, mayor's like, yeah, yeah, go in there, son. What are you waiting for? Go in and keep us appraised of what's going on. And so he's walking in. And he's got the phone. And this is this entire scene is amazing to me and how stupid it is. So first of all, the trail of blood that he follows from all the way outside the... Because we know from the start of the movie that the, the driveway from the gate to the house is long enough that you can't even see the house when you're at the gate, mm-hmm. right? The blood goes all the way up that trail. It goes into the house. It goes through the front of the house, round to the back, where the, the secret door is, down to the basement, where Leatherface's lair is. And it just keeps going. And it's it never like gets thin and like thins out because like the person is like bleeding out or the, the wound's like clotted up a bit or whatever. It's just no 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 no. That like she had blood all this way. Um so that's stupid enough in itself, but some of the dialogue here. So he he's he's been all match, so he's he's got his phone up like that with a gun, you know, kinda. So at one point when he gets to where the, the secret door is, you know, the sliding metal door for where Leatherface's lair is in the wine cellar, mm-hmm. he's like, There's an opening up ahead. I'm not sure what 
I'm like, a door? <laughs> That's typically what an opening is in a, in, in a house. A Could door. possibly lead to a room, maybe. Right? And then, but this is this is the, this is the best part though. That was that was just the setup for the funniest thing ever. Because he goes into the next area and he's like seeing you know things and he he, he gets all uh, homophobic because he sees there's some makeup and he's like, oh, <laughs> what, what kind of a pansy is this guy? Blah blah blah, right? And then the mayor says, oh, what's that in the left? And then the cop goes, a door. And they're like, oh, now he knows what a door is. <laughs> now, now, now that it's shut, he knows what a door is now. Oh, this is great. I, I remember that really making me laugh in the theatre when he says, a door. Like, that, that was like, the, the answer to the question. And then this cop is terrible because he, he gets to the freezer. He goes to open the freezer and Nikki's still alive. She pops up oh, yeah. and he immediately shoots on the head and kills her. <laughs> And it's just like, you are awful at your job. And then immediately the mayor over the phone's like, that didn't happen, that didn't happen, don't worry. No, that didn't happen. Oh, the whole thing from start to finish is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that sequence. It's great. It's stupid, yeah. but it's great. Yeah, I, I get the feeling like... You know, like you, you can tell that they're having fun with it. Like They're not really taking themselves too seriously. Um. Yeah, because just like little stuff like that, um, it's like, oh, okay, like, all right, like normally that might be a, you know, like intense scene, like, oh, this, you know, corrupt cop shot this person, and then here it's kind of played like just for laughs, like, oh, okay. It is worth mentioning this also only has one chainsaw kill. We're back to the, the series sort of running joke mm-hmm. where, despite the fact that it's called the chainsaw massacre that it's actually just usually the one chainsaw death mm. uh, there is some other cool deaths though I like the, the hitchhiker dude who's like stealing all their stuff in the house he gets bashed he, in the head with them like a hammer mm. that's a pretty brutal but, little kill I like that yeah. and was, it's the uh, the other guy that gets the, the hook in the back hook in the back oh, and then he's hooked yeah. up and then he gets his like, legs cut off like from the, the stomach and he gets chainsawed oh, yeah. uh, so he's the chainsaw kill uh, and then later on, there's some there's some other stuff, but so the movie goes in a really different place though in the, the third act. Like it goes to a really like different place. Basically, the Dario's left in a room with like this evidence box, and she kind of figures out everything that happened. That her entire family was murdered by the mayor and the, the townsfolk, and she ends up leaving. And then the mayor wants to get to her, so he starts to think, "Oh no, she's part of that family. We have to kill everyone in that family because they're all crazy. They they all want to kill us." They're, they're, they're ungodly and unlawful and on everything else. It's and, actually kind of a, a nice turn uh, that the end of the movie does where, honestly, I don't know if I can think of too many like other slasher movies that take this kind of turn where, you know, the monster actually ends up becoming like a little bit of a, a hero. And yeah, he becomes a main... sympathetic one. Uh, but, uh, and that's the kind of thing where like you can kind of poke holes in it where... The Dario kind of ends up being on his side, even though he still killed everyone you knew that yeah. you brought with you. Like they're all still dead because of him. Like don't forget that. But yeah. but at, at to this be po- fair, though, it's if she, it's kind of her fault for not reading that letter. Like all That's of true. this could have been avoided. That is true. That is her fault. And it's funny actually. I remember the first time watching it. Like as she's looking through the evidence, I'm like, is this going to go down a path where she's actually on Leatherface's side? <laughs> and it's like, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, is it really going to go down that route? And eventually, like the the deputy who we've been seeing throughout the movie picks her up, and it turns out he's the mayor's son, so he's also corrupt and evil. And he takes her out to the slaughterhouse, and the, the abandoned slaughterhouse, and sort of chains her up, waiting for like 
you know, his dad to show up and he shows up and they have her chained up. They have her, they have her shirt ripped open for, of course, which actually reminds me just because I'm, because now we're on the subject of, uh, like, boobs. Um, uh, our friend Nikki, when we first see her, because they both work at a supermarket, she mm. has, like, the most ridiculous cleavage for working at a supermarket. Like, you know, she's just completely on show. Again, it's kind of like, this just, this is a silly slasher movie in the style of the 80s, like, to a fault, almost. It was kind of weird, because uh, when you notice that, I, I was thinking while watching the movie, like, do people really dress like that in real life and I just never notice, or... I think you'd I, notice, I don't know. Tim. I feel like you'd notice. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know, to be fair... Maybe I don't get out that much, but true, true, yeah. I was like, <laughs> but I was like, wow, like I feel like if I went to Best Buy or something and, and someone was dressed like that, I'd be like, oh, man, that seems a little inappropriate, but uh, it's just. Uh... <laughs> oh, is that what you would say? You got sort mess? Excuse me, but that's a bit inappropriate. That much uh, cleavage in this situation. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess if if that's how you want to dress, all the more power to you, but. Yeah. Um, it, seems, it does seem a bit. Interesting. Seems a bit a bit uh, raunchy for buying a toaster, though, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was it going? Oh yeah. But so, yeah, so, like you said, it's a it is a puts you in the nice like slasher mindset that it's like oh okay like we are entering a, a ninety minute zone that is just going to be yeah. like sex and you know death. Which, which, which by the way, because they, they use her kind of in that that role a lot actually, Nikki, because. When they're walking to the house, she gets the ass shot. You know, the famous Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre ass shot. And then later on, when they drive into town to get some supplies for, you know, make, make having dinner later. Yeah. Uh, and I remember laughing at this in the theatre as well, because it was so blatant. They all get out of the van, and she gets out of the van, and she just hits her mark. And I actually commend the actress for this, because I don't know how, how she hit this mark so perfect. But she gets out of the van, and it's kind of a close-up ass height, and she just sort of <laughs> lands her ass in the sort of the the bottom right of the frame sort of here but it's just perfect she's in one shot she gets out and just her ass lands there and it's like i, I want to know how many takes they did so that she could land her ass in that exact spot it's actually impressive it's just perfect aspect ratio <laughs> <laughs> oh tim that was that was low hanging fruit that's what that was <laughs> I get what you did there, but it was low hanging for it. Someone's gotta pluck it. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was kind of funny. It kind of reminds me of um, the one character in uh, the Final Girls that's like obsessed with a, uh, you know, sex and. Yeah, she's the slutty oh, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, she definitely fills that role. That's definitely her thing. <laughs> and, oh, so people are dying at Tim's house. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she's chained up and like you know. And you know, he, he, this is where they get proper villainous. The mayor comes in and starts slapping her. It's like, oh, you don't deserve to live. You're part of this scum family. Blah 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 blah. And he's got a henchman there who's like all for it as well. Um, but Leatherface is on his way. He's like, he comes sauntering in. Um, and this is the funny thing: is that Leatherface like gets beat here. Like they they, they notice him coming and they just start beating him up. They get a chainsaw away from him. And they start beating him the shit. And you do feel sympathy for Leatherface. You're like, man. I want Leatherface to get up and kill these guys. The the one thing I'm kind of curious about with this movie is like, a, is Leatherface a known entity at this point? Like, 
Is he someone they've been trying to track down for years and haven't been able to find? Well, no, because they're not because they think he's dead. They think he's been dead since okay. the, uh, the the fire. Because they mentioned that he's been alive all this time. Uh, Jebediah Sawyer, <laughs> he's he exists. And uh, but yeah, she she gets free and she ends up like saving Leatherface. Like, she actually runs out the building as this is going on, and she turns back. She has that you know that that moment where she's like, "No, I'm going back." I can't let him, you know, suffer because at this point he's chained to the the meat grinder. He's going to go in the meat <laughs> grinder. He's, he's, he's ready to go, and she goes in and like, like you know, hits one of the guys with a. In fact, no, she stabs him with a pitchfork. She outright kills him. <laughs> she she is like officially on the murder level. And to be fair, they said that she's got some of her family's sort of uh, genes at the start because she's got like a little bone like piece of art that she she's doing. Oh, okay. she, she, she brings the bones back because she, she works at the supermarket she cuts the meat in the back yeah. and she brings like some of the animal bones home and she makes this it's just a little painting kind of thing with like bones stuck to it um, yeah that, that, that's funny I didn't really piece that together but yeah just like just the fact of her working in the meat yeah. department is kind of like oh okay but then the fact that she's making things out of the bones is very yeah. you know Sawyer family-esque <laughs> uh, but that's actually so so that was that was that was kind of planted now I do think the moment where she like I love the moment where she throws the chainsaw saw over to Leatherface right <laughs> it's a great moment even if though I think the line is actually too cheesy even for this movie do your thing cuz is just a little too much <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just a little bit too much, and obviously at this point he knows he's re- she's related because he's seen the, uh, the the burn of the the necklace on her on her chest, yeah. uh, which is why why he knows that she's a uh, she, she's family, and of course Leatherface so, gets up and kills yeah. to his heart's content. I was just gonna say I never really real uh, I guess put it together, but um, I, I guess it's similar to like Fast and the Furious, like. Oh, this franchise is really about family. <laughs> like we never really realized it, but <laughs> yeah. Also, the mayor gets a really brutal death actually because he he gets his, oh, his yeah. back of his ankles <laughs> chainsawed, and then yeah. he gets pulled into the meat grinder. It's got this big sort of funnel thing going into it, mm-hmm. and he's hanging on. And then Leatherface just chainsaws his hands off. Then he falls into the meat grinder, <laughs> just like churns. <laughs> Um, and it's just like blood, like uh, drip, like leaving a trail as he like falls yeah. down into it. It was spoiled a little bit because some of it was like obvious CG. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, this particular effect, I, I get why they went with CG because he's going to meet. It'd be a little dangerous yeah. to <laughs> throw a stunt guy into it. A... I mean, there's, there's ways to do it, of course, and movies in the past have done it, but I'll forgive them this one. Uh, a movie in the past has done this scene. Not that's exactly, but you know, a meat grinder. I'm sure there's been. I'm sure I've had similar kills before, Timmy. This is not. You said it broke that much new ground that even this kill was never even thought of until this point. I don't know. I'm I just. I'm, I'm sure another movie has done. I'm just curious what movie it'd be. Yeah, like Soylent Green or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have it off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, so they actually this thing after after. And he, this is the other thing. It's not even just her that condones this. The sheriff, who's been against them the entire time, shows up, witnesses this murder, and then he's got his gun on Leatherface. And I mean, before as he's doing it, and, she, and she's like, "Don't shoot! Don't shoot him!" And after he's done it, Leatherface turns around, and the, the sheriff is like, "Clean this up!" And he just puts his gun in his holster and he walks out. He let it, he lets it happen. He lets Leatherface go. He's okay with this, you know. And again, you're kind of ignoring the fact that okay, even if you're okay with him killing these two guys because they were like they did all these wrong stuff, they were about to kill her and him. 
he still killed all those other people that came with her that were relatively innocent. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying. But mm. it was an interesting ending. So, so then <laughs> she, they actually walk out the the building together. They walk home. You see them walking side by side mm. together down, down <laughs> the down the path, and. She, she has this really sweet moment actually where she, he's sort of sitting there, he's kind of hurt because he got hurt in the face mm-hmm. and she, she's he, he just he sort of sits down, he's tired he's a tired sort of middle-aged man now and he he can tell he's he's beat from the day of killing that he's had and she sort of leans in and goes to like try and like pat, you know, just wipe him up with a, with a cloth and he gets a little bit uncomfortable and he, he storms off but she reads the letter and she basically finds out that he lives in the basement she's meant to mm-hmm. take care of him uh, and it ends with her like taking the the tray of food away, so she can go and get him some more food, and that's yeah. so. Our ending to this movie <laughs> is that the main final girl turns out to be related to Leatherface and is now going to take care of him and is going to be his new caretaker, and it's almost like a weird sort of a it's a very bizarre commentary on it because of the the, the setting, but it's it's almost like you know if you treat someone who's different in this case someone who's mentally ill as an outcast. You will make something out of them that is is actually dangerous, but if you actually treat them properly, they won't. And that's kind of like I feel like the message here is, yeah, well, he should be taken care of. He should not be treated like a monster because of who he is, and things are okay that way. Yeah, uh, I I would say there's also probably a, the big message of you know be timely with uh, reading your mail. It drives me crazy, <laughs> like, I don't, when I see people that have, like, an email from, like, three days ago, and it's like, you haven't read that yet? Like, what what is wrong with you? Or when you go over to people's house and you just have a big stack of letters, and it's like, Does this why? Does well, Just take care of it, dude. Just... <laughs> <laughs> this is an unopened letter on my desk right now. I mean, if it's junk mail, just shred it, get it out of the way. And oh, no, it says on the on the top, uh, important documents inside. Um, shred it anyway. I'm not taking, when, I, when I'm talking about this commentary, I'm not saying it's super serious about it, but I do actually think you can read into it a little bit and say, I oh, know, the, the, the villains of this movie are the people who treat him, you know, like a freak because of who he is. Admittedly, I don't think this works when you actually put it with the original movie, because because in the original movie, they're the, you know the family's so evil that yeah. <laughs> you, you can't do this with it. But with this movie, it does its kind of its own thing, and you can kind of take that from it. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I, I dig the, the the wackiness and how different the ending is. Like oh, I had fun with this. This had fun kills, had memorable moments, had funny scenes. And the ending's actually kind of interesting, and I really, even if it is kind of weird, but it's it's interesting. So, yeah, and uh, again, I'm just kind of surprised that um, more movies, you know, don't do this at, at some point. Again, there's not like a ton that I can really think of, but you know, um, these the killers or monsters, especially in these long franchises, you know, are one of the most interesting, you know, characters, and it's kind of why you come to the movie. So it makes sense, you know, to have one. Where you're actually rooting for the guy, um, and especially I mean, some since, because like, you kind of like a lot of those movies, like you know, late Friday movies. People mm-hmm. said eventually you just kind of started rooting for the killer. That was kind of a thing that people did, even though you weren't really supposed to. And it's like this movie actually took that and said, "No, no, we're actually going to make you root for the killer." By the end yeah. of it, that's actually kind of <laughs> going to be the point. Yeah. Uh, so it is actually interesting, and 
yeah, it I actually wouldn't mind like more, you know, sequels kind of <laughs> related to this and seeing like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Leatherface dishing out vigilante justice. <laughs> <laughs> vigilante justice. <laughs> uh, did you think the Dario witnesses like a heinous crime and she's like, hey, cuz, go do yeah. your thing. <laughs> we got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I she, think she, that... She's killed at least one person now, though. So she's also... Yeah. She's done it as well. So, you know, she's... She's got a pitchfork, though. That's her thing. I think there's one thing they haven't done in the series... Uh, that I really think they space. should do. Well, I, I think space is always the go-to, uh, and maybe eventually down the line, but I feel like it'd be so easy, like, Leatherface in the big city. Like, just, you know, get him yeah, in, like, yeah. let him take Manhattan, or Which, admittedly, <laughs> you know, whatever like, he needs to do. People always look at uh, Jason Takes Manhattan as a bit of a failure, and it is in terms of what it promised, because it, you know, so little of it's actually in the city. Um, <laughs> but I do like the idea of one of these slasher like villains in a city like for the whole movie Uh, that'd be fun (laughs) but I was just thinking of my space idea you're like well it's not technically Texas anymore because at least with Texas (laughs) you could go to Houston or you know one of the cities in Texas and do something there I I feel like what you would do is uh, he'd be on the ship that'd be like the USS Texas or something like that (laughs) have some type of like no wait are you seriously just suggesting we spend half the movie on a ship again like Jason takes Manhattan (laughs) no 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 but I was thinking if it's in space right you have it. You call it the New Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's called that because they're on New Texas. It's like the oh, it's the it's the space station that's called okay. New Texas. I like it. That's a good because idea. Because we've all moved off Earth, right? We're yeah. all on space stations, and you know, and everything's like New New York. And <laughs> well, I'd like be a hundred percent down for that. Yeah, I think that's a plan. Um, how, how Leatherface ends up there, I don't know, but whatever. Like you know. Yeah. Cryo freeze him. I mean, that's the one thing we'll take from Jason X. Just cryo freeze the some bitch and sure. get get him there that way. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a plan. But yeah, I, I, I ask you this: name me another slasher movie where the final girl throws the weapon back to the villain at the end and says, "Do your thing." The last time a final girl and the villain, the slasher villain, teamed up at the end and became allies. It's amazing. Yeah, I can't think of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, that this isn't really like talked about more. I don't know if it just kind of came out during a kind of horror I, I lull think, or on, something. Honestly, I think a lot of people just write it off as being stupid. And it is stupid, don't get me wrong. Like, as much as we are like, saying we enjoyed it and we're kind of praising it, it's, mm. it's a silly movie. With a lot of yeah. goofy ideas and a, a lot of goofy character moments, but they're all kind of memorable, and that is way more than I can say for that last movie we did. You know, the beginning. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ, that was dull. Oof. Yeah, I wonder if people were just maybe. Well, it was it was a good amount of years in between the movies, but um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe people are just still jaded from them or something. Because I, I know I always kind of put like these three movies together in my mind I, I guess maybe because it's just the you know oh the post 2000 you know, ones <laughs> yeah the reboot feels like a pretty hard line you know it's like movies pre reboot and then after um and then and I completely forgot well this doesn't even have anything to do with that and what's funny about this as well is that the next one Leatherface has been shelled for a couple of years so Debatably, that actually oh, really? started being made like soon after this. Like probably, huh. 
within a year or so of it because Leatherface has been finished for at least a year and it's sat on a shelf. Mm-hmm. So um. it's just I don't know. It's, it's interesting um, that that's the route they took next because this is a sequel to the original. The next one's a prequel to the original. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that works out. Um, mm-hmm. It excites me less than. I mean, I wasn't excited about this one. I didn't know what to expect from it. I was surprised when I enjoyed it as much as I did. I was like, oh man, this was a blast. But I don't know. Well, nothing makes me more excited for a movie than hearing that it's been sitting on a shelf for quite some time. Hey, you say that, but Jason X sat on a shelf for two years. The Cabin in the Woods sat sat on a shelf for a couple of years. I feel like that's the one outlier. (laughs) I said two. There was two there. I mean, Jason X. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's it's goofy fun, but well, when we get to it, we can discuss the merits <laughs> of Jason X. Okay. Um. But yeah. So I, I mean, I, I guess we're kind of we're, we're kind of went through the whole the whole movie. Is there anything else that I've glossed over you wanted to bring up and? Uh, t- t- I... We talked about the character, about Leatherface. Uh, mm-hmm. Talked about the kills, which are pretty good. Uh. Mm-hmm. The the not stupid style filmmaking is also quite nice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very basic stuff, but it very simple and effective for the most part. Yeah. Um, which is to music say, wasn't bad. Yeah, music's not bad. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I in think fact, again... actually, I, it's just talking about sound. Actually, one of my favorite sound moments in the movie is when he's chasing the Dario through the cemetery, and he's like chainsaws mm. like right, and she's hiding in the coffin, and he just turns <laughs> it off. And then everything goes silent, yeah. and it's just the crickets or whatever in the background and distance. And it's like, oh man, they really played the idea that is when that chainsaw noise went away, it really just everything dropped. <laughs> I like that. I, don't I thought that was a good little choice. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think I have too much else to say about it. Um, That's fine. We're hitting fifty minutes. I think yeah. this is the most anyone's ever talked about this movie. So. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I, I hate to keep harping on it, but um, you know, the, the one guy that handled, uh, I think her name was Verna's uh, estate. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I know he told her to read the letter right away, but he really, really, really should have emphasized it. Probably, uh, that pops up <laughs> in a lot of things, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a he's a he's a great character actor. Yeah, he pops tons of stuff. He he was in the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He played Buffy's first watcher in the flashback. Oh, and the season two two part finale. Did not realize that. <laughs> also, uh, it's worth mentioning there was some uh, cameos. I don't know if you noticed Gunnar Hansen was one of the family members at the start of the movie. I didn't realize that was him. I saw his name in the credits, um, but yep. I mean, admittedly, I don't really know uh, too much what he looks like. But uh, it's cool that he was in there. Yeah, he's, he's got a he's got a beard. That's that's kind of oh, okay. I I just kind of knew him from that more than anything else. They didn't really seem to like um, uh, the 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 family in the beginning didn't really look like it matched up too well to the family from the first oh, one? Oh, no, it didn't. Because they, they had more people drive in right away, implying there was more of an extended family. Just so yeah. it felt... Cause it was basically just an issue so they had this other woman who had a daughter that they could kidnap. Because obviously there wasn't a baby in the first movie. Um, yeah. Oh, which reminds me, actually, I never knew there was a post-credit scene for this until I watched it this time. Oh, I didn't I didn't uh, see I, that. Just luckily, I just let the credits play out as I was... You know, I was checking Twitter or whatever as the credits mm-hmm. were played. I never stopped them. And sure enough, there was a little post credit scene so you know how uh, 
Alexander Daddario's parents in the movie are these like shithead hillbillies who stole her. And when she goes back to see them and confront them about being adopted, they're really assholeish to her. Uh, they mm-hmm. treat her like shit. They're you know just just the worst. The post credit yeah. scene is them showing up to her new house and they're dressed up nicely. Like, oh yeah, well I'll pretend <laughs> that I love her since she's got this all this money now in this house. And oh, okay, I think I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just sort of bickering out in the porch, and then Leatherface just like kicks open the door and rum 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 rum. They just cuts to black. <laughs> so it just implies that they're about to get killed. So she's invited her parents to be slaughtered. Oh, I have to go back and uh, it's a fun little scene. That now. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a simple little thing, but it's just, you know, it's good, 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 good for a little moment. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so is is this another franchise that has like its own like different movies are by a bunch of different studios? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's why I'll probably never have a nice <laughs> Blu-ray box set for it. Very lately. I th- like I think there's a there's a box that I saw online, but it's, it's pretty expensive. Must be out of print or whatever. Yeah, uh, um, it, it drives me crazy. They're not as split as say Halloween or um, some of those, but but if Halloween can do it, why why can't uh, Halloween did everyone? end up doing it? Because <laughs> Halloween got to a point where it was all down to like two or three companies, whereas mm-hmm. some of them are like even more split than that. Yeah, and to be all fair, I want is. And I think with Halloween as well, like, none of them were, like, like, they were all kind of smaller things, so they were easy to sort of, like, just sort of pay off to kind of, yeah. I mean, for the most part. Uh, it's not two, like, giant studios fighting over. Yeah. It's not like Warner Brothers and Disney, like. <laughs> whereas, yeah, whereas with Texas Chainsaw, I think, you know, MGM has the second one, so that's mm-hmm. Fox, I think, currently who own the rights to that. Whereas, uh, this this one was Lionsgate, and the new one's Lionsgate. I, but I don't think the last two were though. Like, you know, beginning in the remake, I don't think they were Lionsgate. I think they are. Maybe they are Lionsgate. I don't know. I can't remember though. But they're produced by Michael Bay, right? So yeah, doesn't doesn't he have does he have a specific company? Well, Platinum Dunes, but like it's another yeah. bigger studio that puts them out, oh, and okay. distributes them. So <sighs> it just uh, drives me crazy. Like for these, you know, like. Big big franchises like you know Halloween Nightmare Friday Texas I feel like all deserve like a really nice collection. Oh, Nightmare does. Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah. So I I have Nightmare and Halloween, which are you know, probably the two easiest and to get. And then Friday the Thirteenth Dead. It's out of print now, unfortunately. Which mm-hmm. I have. I have the Blu-ray of that. I'm happy I do because. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, it comes back in in print at some point. Um, Maybe if they do end up doing a movie, hopefully next year. That, that would be a reason. That would be a reason for them to do it and reassure yeah. as a new release. But uh, well, we shall see. So, hey, at least your new Chucky box set will have all the movies. Now I'm stuck with a Chucky That's box true. set that has six movies, and then there's a new seventh movie, out, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to buy this on its own if I like it. And yeah. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. That would really <laughs> annoy me. I because um, I almost just wait until the eighth movie comes out. Tell me yeah. you're going to go through the same thing. <laughs> I'm rolling the dice on this, I know, but uh, <laughs> I, yeah, because I almost bought the the, the Chucky box set because I was like, oh, hey, uh, this is kind of cheap, and then I I noticed that another one had popped up, and I was like, oh, including the next movie, I was like, oh, okay, I'll wait for that. Yeah, that's just p- part of the problem with they keep making new sequels. Do you think? Because I think mm. there's some old franchises where you feel like, oh, that's done, that's the full franchise now, there's never going to be any more, yeah. but now everything comes back, it's like, well, 
feck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it doesn't matter what it is now. There could be more. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the Texas Chainsaw movies, I own one, two in this one. Uh, I also mm-hmm. own the remake, unfortunately, which I, I remember liking <laughs> it more than I did. Um, but I can happily get rid of that. But one, two, and this one are the ones that I'd, I, I wouldn't mind owning three. Like if, if they ever do a three Blu-ray, that's worth getting. I may, I'd maybe grab that. But that'd be See, a bad I, for me. I, yeah, I would love a um, if they did the fourth one, but like a really good version with you know some type of commentary or making of. Like uh, I'd be yeah, really interested in that. The extras may elevate that one, yeah. Just as like you know, how, how, just on a train like le- level, like you want to hear yeah. how did it get to this? Yeah, no, I get, I get it. Like, maybe if you, if, you, if you could actually convince Matthew McConaughey to come in and do interviews and talk about his experience. Uh, Matthew, what, what do you think of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation? It's not all right. It's not all right. It's not all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would pay a lot of money yeah. for that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess we, we kind of already d- done it at the top of the show when I was like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of just said it. But if I'm going to rank these movies, well, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll rate this one first, then we'll rank them. Okay. Since we're, we've got to the, we've done them all now. Um, so I will, mm-hmm. yeah. What would you rate this one out of ten? Uh, I think I. <laughs> I think I was more leaning towards a, a 6.5, but I actually had a lot of fun talking about it, so I might bump it up a little bit and give it a nice solid 7, a nice little surprising 7. I'm amazed, because you groaned when I implied I liked this one like earlier in the week. And <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were crazy, honestly, and then mm. I and I was like actually excited because I thought, ooh, this is going to be like a nice... like. Fight. fighty episode <laughs> <laughs> but then i watched it, i was like ah, damn is this kind of right this is like kind of cool <laughs> in a yeah. fun cheesy way yeah i guess you just need to listen to me more i think that's the that's the lesson here wow. um no i'm going to echo your sentiments i'm going to i'm also going to go with a seven which is insane it's it's <laughs> but it's just i have that much fun with it it knows exactly what it is it's stupid from start to finish and that's all it is and if you don't like that it's fine i can't i can't make you like it it's, yeah. not, it's not objectively good in any way shape or form but if you like dumb slasher movies this is kind of right up that alley and uh and i really can't stress enough just like how much uh a ray of sunshine it is when compared to yeah, the movie before it, which was just... I don't remember what we gave it, but it had to have been like threes or four-ish territory. I, I, yeah, I think I gave it a two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it was that low. I think, I think the remake for me was like a 4.5, and then that one was a two. Mm. It's kind of funny, because I, I remember when I first saw it, actually quite liking the remake, and then re-watching it now, it's like, oh, no, the, the remake sucks, and this is actually kind of a good one. Hmm. So if we're going to rank them... Mm-hmm. First one, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. And then it gets tough, because I, I almost want to put this one above two. Because two, two is definitely probably the better movie. Mm-hmm. But I might actually have more fun with this one. Because two still has suffers kind of from that, oh, we do the dinner scene again, and we do yeah. these things again. And it's almost like he wanted, like, Hooper at the time wanted to do more of a black comedy and that's fine if you prefer that that's cool and you, you do have hop dennis hopper with the the dual chainsaws and mm-hmm. everything else but i think i'm going to go texas chainsaw at number two i feel like um i like the second one a lot i just think it could have been like 
cleaned up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think one of the big problems I had watching it is it always felt like each scene went on a little bit too long, yeah. which this movie definitely didn't have. Although the ending did not, however, the ending just abruptly ended, and it felt oh, like there was yeah. stuff missing. <laughs> so no, I, I'm I'm, I, I'm putting this at number two. I'm. I think yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, they're pretty neck and neck for me, but yeah, this one maybe might edge it out a little bit just so, to, for being a little cleaner. And so first one, Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw 2013, and then then Texas Chainsaw two, mm-hmm. and then Texas Chainsaw three. And then, probably I, Next Generation at that point for me. I might put Next Generation above three just for its, like, craziness. Okay, okay. And then Remake, Again, and then it, The Beginning, yeah. Dead Last Place, obviously. Yeah. God, I was bored. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think there's no, no argument there. And Excellent. then uh, three and Next Generation, that, that's another one of those things where it's like those are pretty neck and neck like three is definitely a better movie overall but i kind of like the really weird <laughs> ballsy crazy stuff that four does yeah that's 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 fair so so there, there we have it we, we've done all seven current <laughs> texas chainsaw movies oh boy what a journey luckily we won't have to do another one for well i don't know a few weeks <laughs> few weeks this one's new though so this will be a, an interesting experience going into this one as a, as a new movie yeah I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for it given you know who knows how it'll end up uh it could be awful uh but who knows could be surprised surprised with this one so yeah so with that said um i shall promote obviously we're very nearly october now um, oh, it's so close I can taste it funnily enough this week has a lot of extra episodes just so we can finish all these damn franchises mm. in time before October <laughs> but uh, we're going to be doing a lot of extra episodes throughout October uh, at least four per week and we will also be having a top 100 horror movies that's split into four parts mm-hmm. and we'll do that over four weeks ending on Halloween itself uh, we also have a new thing kind of starting for Mailfuss TV next month um, I can't reveal it just yet we'll be revealing mm-hmm. that early in the month but you can look forward to that um, and there's also all the voting yes there's, there's votes there's two Patreon votes one for classic movies one for uh, Knee High Mischief but then there's also a free vote a public vote which is uh, something we're only doing for October uh, but there's a link to that in the description it's a werewolf movie vote and everyone can get involved in that uh, but if you want to get involved in the other ones you can go to patreon.com slash TV, the $5 tier and up uh, you can get all your voting and a bunch of other things in there too so that's cool. So lots of stuff coming in October. We are going to take the first week in November off because we're doing so much in October. Uh, but otherwise, it's all happy news. So, yay for all that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. Let, let us yes. know what you think your rankings are for this, the series. Um, mm-hmm. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. And that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>